But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite, well, maybe not your favorite, but maybe your third favorite, maybe not even your third favorite, maybe your second favorite, or one of your favorite podcasts about wrestling, wrestling podcast, brotherly love, wrestling podcast, boom, 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 and to start the show, I had a couple ideas, I was swinging around the old noggin. So, I wanted to start a new segment, and basically calling out the winners and the losers of this week in wrestling. And wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. All right, you don't have to wait for it anymore. The only thing I want you to do for me. What? Win. Win. And basically, the biggest winners and losers of the week in wrestling, we're going to pick, and whose opinion are you going to trust more than ours? Nobody. Figure we'll start off with a little bit of a, maybe a controversial, depending on how you want to look at it. A winner that I think happened this week would be Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was out for fucking, seemed like eons, with an injury, traveling the freaking universe. But I'm pretty sure we saw him on Pluto. Planet Pluto. He's back. Got a little bit of a tweak in character. Didn't really. Lost a couple matches. Now he comes back this week. Who does he beat? Beats Braun Strowman. What are you waiting for me? I wasn't sure if uh, I was. That was a rhetorical question or were you actually asking me? I asked you a question. And yes, I am still on the show. It's only been two and a half minutes and I haven't spoken, but. It's actually been three. Yeah. But if you're counting, I know you and your freaking math skills over there. But yes, he beat Braun He got beat by Braun Strowman this no, week. He beat, beat Braun, Braun Strowman, excuse me. To get into the money in the bank. Yeah. That's a huge win. They, yeah, very big for him. Shows up on SmackDown as one of your crossover fucking wild card extraordinaires. Mm-hmm. Beats up Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. So, pretty successful week for a heel Sami Zayn. Maybe he's in line for a push. We don't know. I Honestly, of the people that are in it, now that Sami Zayn's in it, Sami Zayn is in it, man. That almost flowed right together. <laughs> kind of did. Did a little bit. Wouldn't really mind my prediction slash hopeful mm-hmm. to happen because I love the feud. Yeah. I don't, because it matter. I, the well is always full of water when it comes to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. For Sami Zayn, I don't know how they pulled off because you know Vince isn't comfortable with the whole heel heel thing. Yeah. But Sami Zayn wins the briefcase, 
KO beats Kofi, unfortunately, but it's going to happen eventually. And then right away, Sami Zayn cashes in on Kevin Owens. And then you have your feud for the next month or so, maybe? I know Sami Zayn's technically on Raw, and there's floaters everywhere, but, I mean, with the wild card rule that is, who the frig knows? They could do whatever the hell they want at this point. There's no more of uh, set rosters, as we reported on last week, that the the advertisers Fox and and USA are kind of pushing to have um, it all. floating yeah floating rosters so I mean whatever I, look whatever everyone more, loves a floater <laughs> whatever's more entertaining than the crap they've been putting on I'm down for and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens it might be cliche but the fight for everything with them two is true it, 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 they just they kill it every single time give them 15 minutes give them 20 minutes give them 45 minutes give them the, the Iron Man match the storyline does it's already in place yeah it's something that you can phone in yeah absolutely and they'll just go out and deliver now on the flip side of that I want to go with one of the biggest losers of the week and who continue who could continuously be this God knows what route they're taking with them mm-hmm is Braun Strowman. Very true. What is what, what, A fall from... He won the greatest and grandest and most prestigious and falafel Royal Rumble that has ever been delivered in WWE history. He won that. He won a big green belt. True. That meant nothing. Correct. What has he done since? Nothing. Yes. Yeah. So he could continue to be the biggest loser. He flipped a car. He beat up a car. He... Well, he didn't. He just won another pointless rumble, the Andre the Giant yes. Memorial Battle Royal. Yes, he's your. He's, he's the your, big show. <laughs> he's the big show. That's, that's what he is. Unfortunately, and and it does not. That's kind of a diss on the big show as well. But that's a I diss mean, on both. Yeah, it, it. But it's sad to you say meant, it though. You meant that in the diss. I did because he's become just the big guy that you can roll out there, have him do some. Weird stunt, and he's just there just to be there. Like, it's sad that he's turned into this, but you can see that Vince has just gotten sour on him. And it's unfortunate because he was hot for that period of time, and that's when he should have won the title. You got to strike while it's hot, and they didn't. They just kept holding it back because they were too scared to take it off Lesnar, and that's what happens. And people were like, screw it. We don't care anymore. Yeah. You take a hot act, and you turn it sour really quick. And you have Braun Strowman. There's your recipe. Yeah. So the next one will move to a winner. And um, I'm pretty sure we agree on this one is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt has been a winner for a few weeks now. And mm-hmm. yes, he is, if not your only highlight on Raw, maybe, but your biggest highlight on Raw. Because I know what you're thinking. I don't, No, not you personally. But yeah. I know what people are thinking out there that, Oh no! Why did they? Why did they get to the punchline right away? Why? Why did they do it so soon? At least I checked. He hasn't been in the ring yet. At least I checked. This is this. This hasn't been the ending of the story. Just because there's a, a new development in his character, that doesn't mean that. Oh no! It's the final. This is the climax. Now it's all downhill from here. Mm-hmm. We've been pretty much like on the. Whole, this is interesting. It's confusing as it's confusing as all hell, but it's interesting. It's different. Just because he's changed his character and he's turned bad, like everyone is like, there's a, he's going to turn bad. But he hasn't really turned bad. He just said that he can harness it and knows how to control it, sort of like the Incredible Hulk, and he can bring it out when he wants to bring it out. And that, but 
that means that you can get you're going to get both. You're still going to get the fire fire fly, get... fly. I, I, one of these weeks, I swear, I will get it without fucking it up. Firefly Funhouse. But one of the that's the thing is that you can go back and forth. That's why you can have it multi-layered. You've given him now who was saddled by one personality, who got over. Now he's got well, he has the the original Bray Wyatt character. Now he's got Yowie Wowie. And now he's the fucking the bad guy from the mask. Yeah. He's, Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. He's now getting layer upon layer and he hasn't even been in the ring yet. He's just been on the screen. And speaking of that mask, I do there's a bit of information I found on on the mask itself. Uh he a, found it in the bottom of a lake. No. Okay. Apparently it was created by horror icon Tom Savini. That now it was very detailed. That obviously that name doesn't even matter to anybody right now but tom savini is basically he is responsible for some of the best horror masks that we've ever seen he is responsible for jason's mask he's responsible for leatherface i mean this guy is legit in the horror community question yeah did he make the masks for the three ninjas that was not reported sorry then he hasn't done shit. <laughs> but, so, I mean, at least they're going legit and they're really trying to make it worth something. That's an investment. It that's is. A, that's a big name in the mask-making industry. Yeah. And, and horror itself. Hopefully it shows more promise in Bray Wyatt because they kind of dropped the ball with him before his last injury, before he was sidelined. Yes. And now it looks like they've reinvested for TV purposes, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like what they're doing. I know there are some people still out there that don't think the the fun house is is good. They think it's a little it's stale. Very few and far between, though. Yeah, no, you're right. You, the majority does does actually like it. Yeah, they're at least interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for sure. That is something that you don't get a lot of on Monday nights. Yes. Uh, now go now to our next loser. Boom, boom, boom. Lars Sullivan. Boom. And probably the biggest loser of this uh, of the past couple weeks, at least. He was fined $100,000. Which makes you think, first off, does that put a dent in law? Like, how much do they pay this guy that they're going to fine him $100,000? Or is this just a number that was just thrown out there? He was actually just fined five grand. Because that means he's making really good money. You would have, yeah, you would assume. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I guess, yeah. Five hundred thousand. Aside from the hundred thousand dollars, he's required to complete uh, sensitivity training for his offensive. No, it's not a gimmick. Like they literally are sending him. If I see him and Doctor Shelby, (laughs) no, I'm gonna be quite pissed. Um, For his offensive commentary, of course, that was brought back up from a forum that he was on. Here's the thing: people don't let things go like right away anymore like this is like not like a, oh i apologize and that's it now it's water under the bridge mm-hmm. people seem to be more spiteful and i mean it's always been that way but now with social media and whatnot your voice is out there your opinions are heard and if you get enough people to back your opinions that's going to make some trouble for good old lars sullivan if people continue to bring this up he's going to be hurting a little bit he might not get the tv time the big push because once you get that big push and you invest in him, your company is behind him, and people don't want that because of what he said in the past, you have a little issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you got to think about sponsors. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with the WWE, <laughs> pulled a Kurt Angle, um, being a publicly traded company. Finally, wasn't me. Yeah. Um, that affects their money. So they they want everything to be on the up and up. And having a guy that has that in his past, it's not good for WWE. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have skeletons in their closet. It's just when they get let out and who hears it and how gangly the skeleton is. <laughs> good point. Any more? I think... I mean, if you're going to take away anything from this week and if you really want to put a, oh my goodness, this is the this is hands down the winner of the week, the biggest friggin' winner. I think I think something happened on Wednesday that was kind of a big deal, you know? I mean, people got to get their t-shirts. <laughs> and when you got a t-shirt company that's on network TV, prime time they're gonna sell a hell of a lot of t-shirts very true i don't think they're even gonna wrestle i think that they're gonna have a big t-shirt press they're all gonna come out and pull it down look here's your t-shirt that's gonna be the show that's gonna be the show but gotcha. all jokes aside the biggest winner of the week is that little pissant company known as aew who signs a deal with time warner and is now on tnt drama prime time they mm -hmm. didn't announce the day yet but there is word that it's going to be tuesday night dynamite yep and that will be airing on tuesday nights and it's monumental for the wrestling industry in a sense that look you got the biggest names outside of wwe with the young bucks kenny omega adam page and cody rhodes and the plethora of other people that they're going to highlight and showcase that's big. Yeah, very. There's another wrestling program that's on network television that isn't TNA. That isn't WCW, where the big boys play. <laughs> now we got AEW, and this is beneficial to all of wrestling. No matter, I mean, try. Try and keep an open eye and an open mind when you're watching this. And don't let it become a war before there is anything to come a war about. There's nothing to be... This isn't a war right now. This is this is another company started. Okay, what it should do is, if you're a WWE fan, good. Let them start. Let's. You, it's w an alternative. That's the best part about it. Not only it. that, but this has happened before, and the product flourished. Mm -hmm. I mean, history repeats itself in wrestling and pretty much everything. So why, who's to say it's not going to happen again? But AEW, biggest winner of the week, definitely. And we got a little, little sound clip for you by Mr. Cody Rhodes. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a newsworthy few weeks for All Elite Wrestling. As some of you may know, and some of you may be hearing for the very first time, AEW has entered into a TV deal with Turner Broadcasting. It's not missed on me. Sitting here in Atlanta, Georgia, the youngest of the Rhodes family, the weight of that announcement, the fact that pro wrestling is returning to Turner. And not only that, AEW has also entered into a TV deal with the UK's largest commercial television channel, that being ITV. This, it's unprecedented. And if you could refer to anything, it was over two decades ago. I mean, fans, this is your moment. My moment is our moment. And every bit of this 
It starts May 25th, Las Vegas, double or nothing MGM Grand Garden Arena. And here's how you can watch it. In the United States and Canada, it's on pay-per-view. Internationally, you can watch it on Fight. Specifically in the UK, you can see it on ITV. And even in the United States, you can watch it on BR Live. But the real purpose of me sitting here today is simple. I want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your patience. We can't do this without you. We don't intend to do this without you. Let's go forward. I have a saying amongst my brethren in the elite, let's live forever. And I'm not naive enough to think any of us can live forever, but I think pro wrestling can make moments that do. And that is what AEW aims to do. So once again, from myself, from all of us at All Elite Wrestling. Thank you. 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 We couldn't have done it without each and every one of you fans for supporting us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Now, I want to throw out a little comparison. Not fair, but mm -hmm. I know how young that this company is. But when in the past, Stephanie McMahon would come out or Shane McMahon would come out and they would thank the WWE universe and make it a big spectacle. Now, you really thought that they were doing it to just self-promote. Yes. They were basically just doing it just to to do it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you hear Cody and the Bucks and the whole roster of AEW actually thanking people, it seems to be, and it could just be, you can call me a mark, you can call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. It seems to be some genuinism behind it. It seems to be, like, actually from the heart. They seem to get it. They seem to, they're smart. If nothing else, they're smart. By thanking the fans, first off, it shows... Oh, these people care about us. These people come out and say it time in and time out that they appreciate who got them there. They know who got them there. And it seems like that's going to be their MO throughout incarnation. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, to, to that point, that's the other thing, is that even when we met them way back when we were at the ROH show, well, I don't know, what, a year or so ago, just buying their t-shirt and and paying money to meet them and, and taking a picture with them like they thanked us immediately it was like the first thing they did when we met them and like you genuinely felt that they were saying it and meaning it it's not they were just saying it like they felt they thanked us for buying a shirt you know what i mean and and just spending our money on their merchandise it's just it feels like you said to your point it feels different it it doesn't feel like they're just doing it to do it. It legitimately feels like they mean it because they know what, as fans, you know what I mean, how much we love the sport or entertainment. You know what I mean? They know it. So it, it just comes off more genuine for some reason. Oh, ab absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that you're taken back by. Like when you see these people like, look, you're in this position, you don't have to thank me for buying your t-shirt. Like, look, yeah, 
thank you for putting them out. And I said that to them. I mm -hmm. said, thank you for making the t-shirt. Make more because I want to buy more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make a, another, not so much a comparison, but an observation way back in, uh, no, I'm going to keep it with today. Today, WWE is full filled with a bevy, a plethora of young talent. Young talent that never really had to compete with, no, they've had to compete. They had to compete for their spot. Now I'm saying they're not, they've lost competitiveness, but competitiveness within the company that, look, we know who our top stars are. You can compete all you want, but these are the top names. This young group of talent never had to compete with another company. Like they never had the like, oh shit, we got to step our game up because look, here comes someone new. Like way back in the day, not when I say way back in the day, I mean <laughs> 20 years ago when there was a up and coming company and look, they had to compete. Like there, it brings a camaraderie within the company. Like, look, we're not in it against each other anymore. We're in it as a whole to be better than this other company. And when you have that, and when you have these starving competitors that want to be out there and showcase themselves to better themselves, now you do it as a whole, as a company. Yeah, you it's, start to it's like they're in the, the same foxhole as with, with everybody. Absolutely. You know I mean? And now Vince McMahon is not the enemy. No. Now the enemy becomes this other company. Now you rally, hopefully, if you want to, if you are a company person, you're a company guy, girl, you're going to stand and you're going to want to put on the absolute best. You're going to put that bickering, that that bullshit aside of all this, oh, I want to be let go. I want to be like, how about you invest in that company? You put yourself out there. Look, you step up. This is what I want. You put me on TV, I'm going to deliver. Grow some salt. Let's grow, grow a sack, whatever you need to grow, and get out there. You, you Look, this company's not going to go away anytime soon. They just started. They're going to be putting on barn burners. They're going to be trying to put the best absolute, and they're going to do it differently than us. Why don't we? We have everyone. We have the talent. Look, if you got to bring up NXT, the hungry NXT guys and girls that are up there, you got to do what you got to do. But look, you have people that are haven't felt this type of competitiveness. You're a team now. This well, is a team sport now. And that's the other thing is that whether people want to believe it or not, because of the amount of people that are on that roster on in Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and NXT for that matter, they have a better roster than AEW does. They do. They have a more well-known. But I'm saying as far as talent goes, if you go down the list of what the talent they actually have, that if they have given the opportunity, look, AEW is very, 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 very good. And they have the best wrestler in the world in Kenny Omega. Or one of. One and one A with him and Okada. But... You have. Don't I mean, throw, don't throw AJ Styles that far down the list. Or I'm not. I'm just saying. Or uh, Seth Rollins. No, no, and that's why I'm saying you have Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, The Miz, Kevin Owens, Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole. I can keep going. You have so many, and of course that I'm forgetting that I'm not including. But you have so many that guess what? AEW. If we really wanted to step up, you'd be in trouble. If you wanted to go up against us. Why wouldn't because, you want to step up? Exactly. But that's the thing is that they they need to do that. And this is why this is a very good thing. Burn the books. Exactly. Burn, burn the creative books. Yes. Because they have the talent. And look, Charlotte, 
Becky, uh, Sasha, Bailey, uh, Io Shirai, uh, Asuka. Like, yeah, they're being underused, but guess what? That doesn't take away their talent just because they're not being used well. They're still all very, very talented. And people seem to forget that because of the bookings bad or because they're not being used. This roster of people far and above is better than the Attitude Era in the ring. In the ring, period. And, yeah, well, you kind of have to be for how wrestling has kind of evolved. Yes. Like, now people don't really want to see the the funny... I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's done right, the funny acts. I mean, but you're not going to get that nowadays. Like, you're not going to get the, the two cools. You're <laughs> not going to get those, those goofy acts that are going to... I mean, they tried it. It's failing right now. You want to get a little bit more serious in ring and kind of stray away from the garbage. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, AEW, I can't, I can't wait for all this. I can't wait for Double or Nothing. Which, before we move on to the next topic for this week in wrestling, AEW, people are complaining because it's too expensive, because it's sixty dollars listed at fifty nine ninety nine. People are complaining. I even saw a poll out there about what would, what, what should they be charging? First of all, who are you to say what they should be charging? Not only that, but it's. You're investing in yourself. Look, if it, the demand's there for yeah, this. Absolutely. And when the demand's there, like, look at what what do we used to pay for WrestleMania? What what do we used to pay for the big four when they were on pay per view? Mm-hmm. Before you had the hot box. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you're easily talking sixty. You want to talk about more. Stre- you want to talk about streaming sites illegally? You guys don't know nothing. You don't know nothing about the fucking hot box. I love that box. That was the best thing in the world. You want to talk about cheaters? <laughs> you want to talk about South Philly fucking sleazeballs? Yo, I, I know a guy that knows a guy who can come hook you up. That's what we had. Absolutely. You come fucking cook the box, and you put the chip in, and you get the fucking all the pay-per-views. The old little black Gerald box with yeah. the button on the back, so even when the company would shock you, you just push that button, unplug it, plug it back in, and it would work. Yeah. And you get the Tyson fight, and you get all the all the pay-per-views. These kids, they know nothing. <laughs> Boy, we really do sound old. Uh, but, I told you we're old. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I can't wait, but double or nothing, yes. If it's $60... I'm not streaming it. I, I'm paying the money. I, I want to give the money to to these guys and girls. And the card is well, well worth the price of admission. Just looking at it up and down the card, it's going to be worth it. Do we remember All In? Do we remember how yeah, fan- exactly. fantastic All In is? Exactly. I mean, they didn't really... They didn't really deter from what they did before. I mean, if anything, they learned from what they did before, and now you're going to get... You're not going to get that, oh, we got to cut this match short. You're going to get everything in its entirety. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not, I, I bet you, well, the, it's our second time. We're pros now. I mean. Yeah, of course. There's, of course, going to be hiccups, but you yeah. Have a, you have a billion dollar backer. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they, not that no one knew, but they might have got a, a good amount of money from Tony at that point, knowing that what could possibly come from him in all in, but not to the point they have him now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's a completely different ball game, but actually, I have a little bit of breaking news. I just found this, and this wasn't typically scheduled. <laughs> WWE legend Ric Flair has been hospitalized. Oh, Jesus. Um, and this is according to TMZ that uh, in Atlanta, where it, basically an undisclosed medical emergency, he was transported and treated in the emergency room. Um, they say it's not clear what his condition is, 
but they are saying it was very serious. Um, so it wasn't Batista beating him up this time? <laughs> no, it wasn't Batista beating him up. This but, guy can't catch a break. He lived the wildest life. Yes. Like, he's how old? He's 60. He is 70. 70? He's 70, exactly. Yes. 70 going on 170? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully everything works out okay and, and Rick Rick is all right. But um, right guy, now. Guy can't catch a break. No. Yeah, he's really paying for those uh, those long, <laughs> long trips yeah. on the road. But, yeah, so hopefully. Um, he's got to have great air miles. Though, that, <laughs> all those jet flying. <laughs> So, yeah, hopefully Ric Flair's all right, and then we get an, an update on a report, but just wanted to let everybody know after well, reading that. Now, to just make it even more depressing. Yeah, sorry. Well, actually, maybe not depressing, but WWE broke today the news that someone isn't medically cleared yet to wrestle in Money in the Bank. And guess who that is? Miss Alexa Bliss. Hmm. Now, were they foreshadowing this week? Were they foreshadowing with that new Nikki Cross character? Or are they... Because they, what they said, what they put out is that she's not medically cleared. We will find a suitable replacement. Mm-hmm. Now, where does your mind go right off the bat? Uh, when you said it, honestly, I, I went to Sasha because... Yeah. You don't know. Again, this whole Sasha Banks thing has been back and forth. If it's a work, if it's a shoot, you don't really know. Now I'm, I'm leaning towards that. But, again, if if she's actually coming back, the original plan, well, rumored plan, was that she was going to beat up Dana Brooke and just take Dana Brooke's spot. Now, with this, maybe they found a different way because they're forced. Maybe, I don't know, you never really know. Maybe they're still going to do it and they're just going to put Nikki Cross in there. And they're going to wait for Sunday night to do Sasha um, beating up Dana and then take Dana's spot anyway. Or does she beat up Nikki Cross? Or she could do that. I mean, yeah, there's so many possibilities. If Sasha's even coming back, we don't know this. This is all, of course, rumors. What we do know is that Alexa Bliss is out and they're finding a suitable replacement. Yes. And I actually would like to see it be Nikki Cross. What if it's Beth Phoenix? Nah, I, I like Beth Phoenix, but uh, I'd rather see the, the young... Younger Young talent, talent get get the chance. I like Dana Brooke in the match though. She deserves something. Let her get get in the match yeah, don't, and don't wrestle. Take, don't take Dana out. As much heat as if you do want to garner on Sasha if she does come back. Yeah. Which this would be a smart way to do it. Get Dana Brooke over and then have her get beat up. Mm-hmm. That would suck. But yeah. it would get the end result that you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. For them. Yeah. So I mean, uh, either way, I, I I hope I hope it is Nikki Cross and. We'll see what happens come, but we won't we won't know till Sunday with Sasha Banks because that's the rumored when if she comes back that's when it's going to happen and it's going to be sudden. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. Good, good to know. Thank you, uh, Jake or Jack, whatever the hell you want to call him. We the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we the people needed to know that. So, I have something and. I basically saved this because I just wanted to piss off Joe. Oh, God damn it. I hate when he does this. <laughs> and uh, a match was made for the Super Showdown in Saudi. And it is The Undertaker versus Goldberg on June 7th. I'd rather see fake Diesel fight Gilbert. <laughs> in a basement somewhere. 
than this fucking match. Yeah. I don't care. I know you don't. I know I you don't. I don't. I honestly, and I, I sound like a schmuck and I sound like an asshole, which I might be, but I don't care. Saudi shows. Good. Good for you. I'm not watching. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only thing that would have gotten me to watch wouldn't be Goldberg. It'd be Stingtaker. And I'd have to be like, fuck, I, God damn it. <laughs> Begrudgingly watch it. I'd be, yeah. I'd be cursing, but I'd be like, God damn it. Yep. I yeah. have to see it. Yeah. Goldberg does nothing for me. No, I agree. He doesn't draw me to watch it. Either no. does Taker. No. And they had also announced a 50-man battle royal. Cool. I just... I don't know. Making it easier and easier to fucking tune on over to Tuesday nights. <laughs> so, uh, in other news and other uh, promotions, MLW announced they have signed Austin Aries. I did see that the other day. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he was in... He Basically, we don't know if he worked left or shoot left impact. Yes. But Starting to seem like he shoot left, shoot left fucking impact. Yeah, with that after that match with Johnny Impact and no selling the end and just left. He yeah, just walked out and you never saw him again. And now he signs with MLW, which I mean, is good for MLW, man. They're signing. They just signed last week. Signed the Von Erich boys from Sons of Kevin Von Erich. Now they signed Austin Aries. They got the Hart Foundation. They already got the Hart Foundation, who put on insane matches and Teddy Hart doing insane Canadian Destroyer. And he's in his 40s. Yeah. That, good for him. And he's a wild man. He yeah, is he's nuts. He is nuts. And he and is he fun to watch. And he likes cats. He does. Absolutely. So, But MLW is another another one of those smaller independent companies to watch I out for. Don't think they're much independent because they're their own. They, they don't really have a TV deal per se, but they have network deals. Yeah, their show's on uh, Fusion. On uh, Friday nights. BN Sports? Did yeah. they lose that? Well, it's called Fusion. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yes. on BN Sports. My bad. Anywho, I don't know how I feel about Austin Aries. I mean, the guy... He seems to be a dick, personally. He off WWE, forced his way out. He went to ROH for a little bit, did a little commentating there, went to Impact, and then... Became was... the belt collector. Became the bell collector, got his way, showed everybody, like, look, this is me. This is what I could have done if you would have just given me the opportunity instead of putting me on the pre-show with Neville, who also left but didn't really leave in the way that Aries left because then he did it again in Impact. Yeah. He, he took his ball and went home. He Look, I lost my title. I'm, I have no belts left. I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't have – I'm not getting what I want, so I'm leaving. I mean, it doesn't really show that he's a huge asset – to so any what, company. Yeah, I mean... He's just... He is very talented in the ring. It's one thing you can't take away from him. Intensity attitude is great. His character's great. Mm-hmm. It's just that... Is it all worth it when, you ha- when you're when you not fully invested in the company that you're signing with unless you're the champion? Yeah, very true. There was a, once a guy way back in the 80s and 90s that didn't want to put anyone over. Made a pretty big name for himself. He had a lot of brothers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move on and uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunate news uh, this week. Um, former CMLL, also AAA and WCW Luchador Silver King passed away earlier this week. 
And um, I remember him from back in the WCW days when I used to watch with the, the, the Cruiserweight matches. And you know what? And I didn't put two and two together until I actually went back and I watched again. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And he, it was crazy how it happened. Yeah, he had a match with uh, Juventud Guerrero on the 11th and uh, suffered a stroke in ring. And then they tried to revive him, tried to help him out, That's, and um, then died shortly after, unfortunately. We really, we're really taking a turn. We are. I'm, Man, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope that something else happened. I mean, we shot our load with freaking AEW, and now we're just taking a, we're taking a turn to, to depressing town. Oh, well, let's let's move to a pay-per-view that, that looks to be a little bit better, and it is going to be in our hometown of Philadelphia in July, Extreme Rules. Hmm. And, I wonder why um, they're doing it in Philadelphia, and they're calling it Extreme Rules. <laughs> Was there uh, another extreme company that used to run in Philadelphia? Not that, that WWE wants to talk about, but uh, uh, now again, they. I think this is probably the third time we've talked about extreme rules in the advertised matches and how they I'm keep gonna, switching up. I'm gonna, yeah, well, I'm going to segue into something differently, and we'll bring it back to extreme rules. Gotcha. Following the extreme persona, mm-hmm. did you see who made his re-return to wrestling? On a little company called Impact. I did not. You got you got me on this one. Rob Van Dam. Damn it, I didn't even get to do it. <laughs> this is why we've really got a we got a video of some of this shit. I, I got caught in the microphone. I couldn't get the other arm up. But good for you for getting it. <laughs> yeah. All you needed was the one thumb. I knew where the other one was going. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I did see that now that you say it. Um and and yeah, we heard that he signed, but then he came back and uh I, I Good. He's in great shape. We've seen him uh, six, seven, eight months ago uh, up in Rahway, New Jersey for WrestlePro. And, yeah, he can still go. I mean, you can tell he's on the back nine, but he's still moving. Yeah. Yeah, he's – look, he'll add to it. He really will. He's a name. Yeah. So, back to Extreme Rules. Uh, right now, there are four matches advertised for the pay-per-view in Philly. I think it's July 14th, I want to say. Um, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre is being advertised. Which should be a pretty damn good match. Yeah. Um, Interested to see what turn they take with McIntyre because he's kind of up and down. Yeah. Got beat by Roman a couple times. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see someone who was so hot tail off and become forgotten. Yeah, they keep saying, the rumor keeps saying, like, this push for, for McIntyre is coming. It's coming. It's taking a little longer, but it's coming. So you're hoping that... And then he gets beat by, like you said, by Roman a couple times, but it's still apparently coming. it's still there. Yeah, they, they they definitely they see a lot in him, which they should because he's a talented, big guy. So let's hope that it they're not lying and it really does come and they don't get sour on him too quick. But this one made me laugh: Roman Reigns versus Elias and Shane McMahon in a handicap match at Extreme Rules. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you. This and then Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin in a tables match for the Universal Title. That's where Corbin pulls a uh, Alexa Bliss and wins the title. I yeah I guess and he's the other one that's in line for a quote unquote push. Yeah. So does that Baron mean he do, does that mean he doesn't win the briefcase then? Does that mean we have the briefcase open? Maybe we'll, we'll get to that in a yeah. second. And the last one is the one that has me the most intrigued. Is Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton in a triple threat extreme rules match for the WWE title. So the old Viper wiggles his way right into the title match, does he? Yes. Hmm. 
So that could be, was that two months away? Yeah, July 14th, so that I believe. would probably mean that Kofi retains, Kevin Owens stays in the title picture, and Randy Orton decides, fuck it, I'm Randy Orton, I'm coming in. Randy Orton is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, correct? Correct. What if he's the champion? That's also a possibility. And KO wins it, and they, well, they don't do automatic uh, rematches anymore. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. A lot a lot still has to develop, obviously, that all, for that match to take place. That also isn't the case because Daniel Bryan got his rematch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. who the fuck knows? They just like giving people the rematches when they want to give it's them their a, rematches. That's a, really it's a all it is. It's a wonderful wild card of a world. But I'm going to bring it back to mm-hmm. still ties into this week. Because mm-hmm. this week, meaning two days, three days from now, mm-hmm. there's a pay-per-view. Yes. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. And... What I find very odd and troubling about this pay-per-view on numerous levels is that, one, they're going toe-to-toe with a big uh, finale. Which I will be watching instead of Money in the Bank. Yeah. He's a mark for the Game of Thrones. He's a throne mark. I am. Yes. Anyway, when building this pay-per-view in the past, you usually make the center focus around the match itself that the... The briefcases. The the pay-per-view is named after. Yes. The Money in the Bank ladder matches. They seem to be the fifth and sixth biggest concern on the card. And first and second, one and one A would be, for some reason or another, what they're focusing on is Roman Reigns versus Elias and Shane McMahon versus The Miz. This yes. is the this is the, your your big money for that pay-per-view. Neither are for titles. They're essentially just Gimmick matches and okay matches. They're mid-card matches for the most part. Yeah. They really mean nothing. I mean, storyline aside, which, let's face it, the storyline hasn't been all too terribly great, even though Elias has been pretty good. Yeah. Miz has been pretty good. I mean, Shane McMahon is Shane McMahon, and Roman is your hero. I like. I, I kind of liked the Roman and Miz pairing. Um, it was different. I yeah. think Miz became an honorary member of the bloodline somehow. <laughs> no Samoan. Maybe he's got a little bit of Samoan in him. I don't know. But I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but still, Roman is starting, and you can hear it from the reaction of the fans, going right back to where he left off yeah. before his announcement. Yeah. He really is. Like, yeah. it's no longer the cheer. Now it's the half and half. You hear the booze when his music starts. Yep. And it's... It's a shame. Yeah, it really is. And, and because they didn't do it right. No, they didn't right. do it right. He came back and he was—he's right back where he was. He should have. It should have been a slower build to get to the top again. You—you you just came back from fighting cancer. Yes, you want to be the superhero. Yes, I beat cancer. Now I'll beat everyone because I beat cancer. I get that. But there should have been a little bit of struggle to get back to the top. There should have been a little bit. That would have been the story. But we've already went over this. Now, next on the card to even... I mean, you have title match. You have Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. You have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Both have been deemed more important than the actual ladder matches. Yes. There is no... Well, and with the titles, I'm fine with that. I'm, that, I'm fine with... But they should go hand-in-hand, hand and they should somehow fit. You like? I get it. It's up in the air right now of who you can actually predict to win both briefcases... But they're not really highlighting it at all. They should go hand in hand with the title. They should somehow tie in with. Well, absolutely, yeah, because because of the, yeah, I mean the stipulation that comes and, with and winning the, that yeah, match. And the of course, like you want to believe that 
okay, this person, when they win, there could be a cash-in. Yeah. Probably not, but there could be a cash-in. Right now, I have no inkling at all that there will even be even remotely a possibility of a cash-in. Like, it doesn't even seem like it's even on their radar. Well, and not only that, it, like, in past pay-per-views of, of Money in the Bank, you can usually tell if there's going to be a cash-in because, oh, typically you would think, is because how early they would put a ladder match and if a title was after it. Because then, you know what I mean, that way... I just feel like they don't have the confidence in the people that are in the briefcase matches to even... Like, they're not, they're not grooming anyone in these matches to be like, besides maybe Corbin... But other than that, like, I can't really see anyone else maybe winning it and doing anything for a little bit. Or even, you haven't really drummed up the care. Like, people, like, okay, who wins? Okay, that's cool. Like, I don't yeah. really see them cashing in. It's going to be, like, another Corbin from before. Damian Sandow, where they do, the, like, a goofy cash-in. Strowman from last year. Yeah. It's, it's not a good, I mean, I feel like they've already tapped out. They've tapped out. They already know that their their viewership's gonna take a hit. Yeah, for they're, sure. That's that's the only problem with that is you know it because one billion people have watched these episodes of Game of Thrones across across the world, and it, no matter what, you're going to take the hit, whether you like it or not. It's just so there's what it is. Every, it, and their ratings have been bad on TV for the past couple months. They yeah. started to dwindle even more. Although Raw did go up this week. That's awesome. Raw's Raw's ratings did go up, which is for Raw I guess is good, but SmackDown drew low ratings. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It, you're right. They are phoning it in. They they basically just know what's coming and they're just going to be like, "Well, we're just going to put on what we can put on and see how we do." It's the it's that lack of competitiveness. It's that lack of the will to want to compete with anything well because i think no unless what what could you do that is going to draw game of Thrones fans away from it you mean the game of Thrones fans that are also wrestling fans yeah make a better build you build it better i don't you, think that would matter i don't there i don't think i'm telling you right now you make it can't miss how i mean i don't know i there's looking at it because i'm one of those people there's not many things they could probably do with this match to where I'm this event to where I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to choose that over Game of Thrones because I know just on Monday night I'm just going to tune in and find out and and or I'm just going to watch it on the network the next day anyway. And Monday Night Raw is going to go over everything they did anyway. So like, it's there's no incentive to watch it live. So I'm just like, eh, Game of Thrones. This is ending. This is it. I don't want to get spoiled by not watching it. I'm going to watch Money in the Bank instead. And then um, maybe I'll watch Game of Thrones on Monday. No, there are going to be too many people spoiling Game of Thrones on the next morning, so I have to watch that live. No wrestling fan is going to say, man, I have to watch Money in the Bank because I don't want it spoiled for me Monday morning. Not a lot of people are going to say that, and that's the problem. And I think it's it's unfortunate, but it's what WWE is going to have to deal with. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. That was Larry right there. <laughs> you start you start mentioning a little Game of Thrones. He's rock hard right now. I, I honestly, I, on Sunday night around nine o'clock, I probably will be rock hard. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Along with about a billion other people. So, yeah. And there's a visual that you needed. <laughs> then 
kudos to you. <laughs> so I think uh, we have a little bit of time left to uh, end the show with rumors. So this one rumor that I'm starting with is the epitome of what a rumor is. Oh, finally, we get the epitome rumor that we've always been longing for. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say these four words, and you're going to know why I say that. Okay. According to Slice Wrestling. Okay. CM Punk has been in negotiations with AEW. Which, sli- which slice did you get this from? The actual slice, not sliced with an ED. Um, the, I, feel the, like I feel like they're all one and the same now. I agree. They really, But Slice Wrestling is even worse. Um, Sliced at least has a sense of humor about what they report. But this says CM Punk has been in negotiations with AEW and is expected to sign a lucrative deal with the company. He was one of the selling points to Turner Broadcasting to get back into the wrestling business. And he is expected to sign a multi-million dollar contract for three years. Bullshit. (laughs) Is this like one of those, like, I'm going to put this out there. And if he does, look, I'm right. Look, I told you so. Yeah. Nana, nana, boo, boo, all over again. I told you so. Look at me. Look at me. I'm wonderful. Is that one of those, like, I'll put it it out there. I'll put it out there see if anyone bites. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it is. Clickbait. Yeah, absolutely. And and when I saw it, I laughed. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Now, if it would would be right, don't get me wrong. I would... I would love it. I, I loved CM Punk when he was in the WWE, and it, I loved him. But I just don't see it right now, and I, I pray that I'm wrong. I would love for all of a sudden during the the what is it Casino Royale, Battle Royal, whatever the hell they're calling it, and all of a sudden he comes out. That'd be amazing. It'd be great. You but I just you wouldn't waste CM Punk for a, a Battle Royal to start the show. You're right. CM Punk demands prime time. He wants the big money. He's your ace. Now. And like we were talking about before, maybe interjecting in the Jericho Omega match. You I know mean, what I mean? If you're going to do something, do you shoot your load in one shot and bring CM Punk back and automatically put him against Kenny Omega? Maybe. You could, depending on what they're planning. But yeah, I mean, it's just. I would love it to be right, but I just really, really can't see that. I feel shit. like there's more of a shot of Moxley being the AEW guy. I agree. CM Punk at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Or it could be a big swerve, and Moxley could be the repackaged deal for WWE. Yeah. That could have been his, look, my contract's ending. If I'm going to renegotiate this contract, this is how I want to come out. This is This is what I want to do. And bring back hardcore wrestling and start to make that turn. Look, if you want to compete with this new company, I can go there. They've offered me $6 million. I can be one of the highest paid wrestlers. I'm going to be, but I want to do it for you. I want to be with my friends. And do it his way. I want to do it this way. We're going to put this video out. We're going to get the wrestling world completely eating out of the palm of my hands. And you're going to see. You're going to see that I can draw. I am the guy. Two million views. I am the guy. Look, what did your fucking Raw show? What did Roman got? Not even a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I drew two million after this thing that we just put out on the internet. 
this is me. This is who I want to come back. Look, the fans want it, and the fans are going to want it if I go here, or the fans can want it for you. Yeah. So it's I mean, an it's an interesting time for wrestling. And That's I'm, why we're talking. <laughs> and speaking of swinging it that way, uh, WWE has apparently sent out some feelers to USA and Fox to see ex- if executives are willing to move the viewing restrictions. And WWE believes ratings would dramatically improve if they could truly compete with the other shows during the same time period that they were raised. So they want to move to TV 14. So that could go right along with why they're asking and seeing if it would be a possibility. Because if you have a John Moxley who's bleeding all over the place or making people bleed... Or a Bray Wyatt who is absolutely terrorizing everybody and scaring the shit out of children. Exactly. Which he's already done. Yes. This could be a, a move in the right direction. And it would help going up against the, the people that are trying to leave to watch AEW. That could be a big cha- game changer for the WWE. Hardcore title comes back? I mean, we've been saying it for forever. Give me the hardcore title. Give me a 24-7 hardcore title. Yep. I'm in. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, one last one. Apparently, a source close to WWE creative reveals Triple H is frustrated with Vince McMahon. Okay. <laughs> the most frustrated person in the back every single night is Triple H. He will always always take, especially the NXT guys, under his wing, and it looks like he's consoling them. Well, yeah. Well, you got you're not you're not under my tutelage anymore. Yeah. The the person that I helped build, now you're losing on the main roster. The apparently the entire creative team has pitched to have Raw and SmackDown look completely different, with different production and a different way of shooting things, and McMahon shoots it down every time. Ben not only that, Vince apparently doesn't keep track of what is going on with NXT. He maybe watches takeover shows, but that is in doubt as well. I think he just sits at home and crochets. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's probably working on the XFL if he's doing anything but wrestling. Oh, good. Do the XFL. Leave the wrestling to the uh, wrestling minds. Yeah. I mean, it, and also it says that the superstar shakeup changed week to week. And it didn't pan out how it was originally laid out months prior. No, really? <laughs> Everything changed because Vince That's not just, a rumor. That's, just decided that's a to fact. change it. <laughs> you mean the Superstar shakeup didn't work out how it was supposed to? It, it happened wonky and fucking weird? No, you don't say. That's a rumor? That's what they're saying. That's not a fucking rumor. That If you have two <laughs> eyes and a brain, you saw that. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, that's why we're in the position we're in with Raw and SmackDown with this wild card rule. So, I don't know. It it needs to get better, and I hope we don't have to wait till October for it to get better. No, you should already be preparing for the better. You need to actually be better before anyone else comes on TV to try and take your viewers. You need to be the best that you can be. Yeah, so they be don't... Be all that you can be. Be an all-American. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I'm assuming this is going to be a permanent drop for us. This is probably, until something comes out and is better than this, this will be my go-to drop. Awesome. Because it fits anything. 
Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I can't argue with that. You're right. He needs some dead air. What are you going to do? I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. Hmm. You're going to announce something huge. You're the biggest winner of the week. I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. There you go. I mean, it just it just does it for you. Thank you, Swagger. And does it for him, yeah. obviously. He's rock hard right now. <laughs> Whatever the fuck a phoner is. I thought he said boner. I thought he had an emotional boner. Yeah, when I first saw it, that's what I thought he said. And then listening to it when I got that clip, yeah. Whatever that means. Whatever. I he don't had know. his mouthpiece in. He probably meant to say boner, but he said phoner. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's a good point. Um, so, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> about I, as good a time I, as any. I, I mean, I, I'm... I'm physically spent at this point yeah we had a busy night we did we hope you enjoyed this show we hope you liked the little bit of tweaks that we did to try and make it a little bit more enjoyable for the listeners out there because we're in it for you we're in it to talk about wrestling we're in it so you're entertained we're in it so you'll agree with us and not agree with anyone else and just hopefully listen to us but we know that's not going to happen so we just wanted to change it up a little and we hope you enjoyed um the show we cut with uh with the This Is Wrestling Joey Ryan uh, documentary, our interview with uh, Kate and um, James. <clears throat> James, thank you. Excuse me. Um, because we had a lot of fun doing that, and we actually cut that episode before we did this one. Yep. So we've been talking for a while now, and I think it's about time that we, uh, we, go, to, yeah, we go to bed. So um, we hope you enjoyed both shows and, and this show, of course, and um, we will be talking to you very soon. Later.